earlier this month, July 10th, three, I'm using air quotes here, fairly mummified bodies were found in Colorado at a remote campsite. Now, a little bit more has been learned about these remains, and it turns out that it was two sisters in their early 40s and a 14-year-old son that had attempted to begin to live off the grid. Now, at the campsite, there was a really poorly and not completely built lean-to that was sort of designed as some type of shelter and one package of ramen remaining as their only source of food. So this looks like total preparedness to, to go and try something like surviving in the wilderness and live off the grid. So what is it that we don't understand about just how dangerous nature can really be? We're going to get into it right now with someone who knows all about this. He's the founder and lead instructor at the International Canadian School of of survival, Dave McDonald. Dave, thanks so much for making the time to talk about this. I really appreciate it. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for having me on the show. I mean, I, I think when I read a story like this, this is pretty crazy, but I'm sure in your industry and in your line of work, you're thinking, yeah, there's actually a lot of people that have misconceptions about what it means to live outdoors, live off the grid, be a survivalist. Was this surprising when you heard this about the, the bodies found in Colorado? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it happens within the cities too, right? Sometimes um, people get forgotten about and end up finding them in the apartments mummified. Um, yeah, with all these shows out now and a lot of misrepresentation, I guess, um, living off-grid like that is very dangerous. Um, most people go out with the skills and equipment, um, and some reading material is great, so you have references and stuff like that, but you really need to be prepared when you go out there to try those things, and you should maybe try it in little spurts first. I'm glad, Dave, that you mentioned the shows, because I do feel like there's sort of an appetite, at least for watching people go and survive in the wilderness. And, you know, it seems like it's something that most people understand is really dangerous, and it's not for the faint of heart. In this case, it, for these two sisters and the son in Colorado, there were a lot of books that were found on the campsite about surviving off the grid, about living in nature, but it seems that there's still a lot that people don't really know in terms of being prepared. What are some misconceptions that people have when it comes to living off the grid in your experience? Uh, being able to do it alone for any length of time. Hmm. Uh, you need a small community. You will not last for very long by yourself. If you get sick or you have an accident or an incident that enables you, then you've really trapped yourself in that situation. Most people living off-grid have like solar panels and uh, wind power and all the rest of it and they've got first aid kits and they've got food coming in. Um, they're just living off the power system. They're creating their own grid system basically. This sounds more like maybe they were trying to get back to primitive skills, primitive living mm. by the sounds of it. It sounds like to live truly off the grid, it would take years of preparation. Is that is that accurate? If you want to do it safely, like I said, you need a group, and then you need to work on the personal safety triangle. So mm -hmm. first aid, taking training, carrying the proper equipment, um, having the proper techniques, and then uh, survival skills, the basics, and then you can work your way up from there. And then some land navigation skills, in case you do get disorientated, you can find your way back out. 
You know, in a case like this, this story obviously has a really tragic ending where three people lost their lives, one as young as 14 years old. But in talking about this sort of trend, at least to watch some of these shows that seem to be kind of everywhere about living off the grid and being a survivalist, are you finding that more and more people are interested in doing something like this, maybe for a long-term experience or maybe even just for a short term? Uh, definitely. Um, people are getting prepared. There's preppers out there. They come in all different variations. Um go with different goals and everything else like that but um yeah definitely people are looking to be prepared and living off grid is one of those ways you can prepare what are some kind of preparations that are usually missed is it food is it to do with shelter is it both yeah it's a mixture um definitely the medical side how to deal with medical issues um food is a big one i've seen that um um, when I was consulting for a few shows, uh, food is the, they start building shelters and doing all that without establishing a food source. Mm. And of course, water is paramount, right? I mean, once you get dehydrated, you start getting incapacitated both physically and mentally, and then mistakes happen, and then you have first aid issues or you're disorientated. In your experience, you know, in in your own personal experiences or in situations where you've been training somebody to do something like this, what are some situations that you've found that that were surprising to you just maybe in terms of how how dangerous the elements can be? Uh, Just people underestimating nature and overestimating their skill sets. This is obviously something that you are passionate about. I mean, you're the founder, the lead instructor of the International Canadian School of Survival. What is so appealing about living outdoors off the grid to a certain extent for you? Independence, um, self-sufficiency, adventure, um, pushing myself, uh, nature itself. Nature is a never-ending learning curve. I just love it. I'm always learning and Mm -hmm. making connections. So something that maybe you would suggest people try in little, small, snack-sized amounts before going and deciding they're going to shirk all their responsibilities and sell their belongings and go live outdoors, right? Maybe a long-term camping experience might be a good place to start? Yeah, you know, go out for a week uh, the first time or a couple of days the first time and then a week and then a month and then try, I don't know, a season and then try a different season and then move in if you are able to do that. Uh, A lot of times you'll use up the resources in that area quite quickly, especially firewood. What's the longest Uh, that you've been outdoors for? Well, I worked a show and I was out for 14 weeks. But it was on and off, right? I was in and out, in and out um, with the show itself. And I was going to do a 30 days this fall, myself and another guy, um, and video it and everything else. But uh, I'm not sure it'll happen right now. (laughs) (laughs) 14 weeks sounds pretty intense to me. I don't know if I can survive even just a couple of hours. So I give you all the kudos in the world, Dave. Thank you so much for being here on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chelsea. Take Take care. care. Yeah. This is Dave McDonald, founder and lead instructor for the International Canadian School of Survival, talking about what it really takes to live off the grid and go be outdoors for any length of time. Uh, This really tragic story that took place in Colorado where uh, three remains of mummified bodies uh, really just gives us a, a tragic reminder of just how dangerous nature can really be.